corn chip in your teeth. It's there, a Frank. race against time. I finished my corn chip. <laughs> good afternoon, all. Uh, evening, everyone. What? Good morning, players. Vietnam. What year is it? <laughs> okay. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Throwing the Power, the podcast where we talk about movies. We do, etc. <laughs> I mean, you got to figure they know by now, yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Is there a limit to how many movies we're going to talk about? Um, Six forty-five. The limit does not exist. <laughs> All right, getting started. Oh, <laughs> very good. Today, today, as you might have guessed from Tom's wonderful Lindsay Lohan impression, we're talking about Mean Girls. Mm. The <laughs> <laughs> oh, that has to be cut, right? Oh, keep it. I I'm guess. confused at his intention. It was we're, talk- we're talking about Mean Girls, a 2004 film directed by Mark Waters, <laughs> sure, but written by Tina Fey, most notably. And we rate films on this podcast out of 11. Why is that, Thomas? Uh, 11 is the amount of times I have seen this movie. Full stop. If God, you count you. the amount of times I've actually seen it in half, I've definitely seen this movie more than 20 times. <laughs> is that it? That's your That's thing? That's it. That's my thing. That's uh, all I got. Oh, I don't know. Awful. What have you got? I got nothing. It's Mean Girls. Um, no, Thomas, that was, it's, this is your bit. Boo, you whore. That's what I got now. How's that? Uh, right, 11 one. is the amount of times that they refer to the white redhead as Africa in this film and it bothers me. Wait, if you're from Africa, why are you white? You can't just ask someone why they're white. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Shut up, listener. Hands up, who who can quote this film before we start? Hands up, who can quote this film? Hands up, of course. Way up. This is the most quotable film of all time. Ah, one of, yeah, of all time. Sure. Name a name a more quotable film. Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. Dumb and dumber. <laughs> sure. Jim Carrey is very quotable. Okay, third most quotable sure. film of all time. <laughs> it's glad, pretty high up there. Going once, going twice. Go. So what are we talking about? This We're is, talking about Mango Girls. Mean Girls. This is yeah. 10 out of 11 for me. Whoa, Whoa. shit. God damn it. Can you, like, no. give me some I was advice. waiting for you guys to okay. keep listing the quotable movies. Chris, Marcus. Uh, let's go uh, at nine. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, this is, yeah. This is okay. a great time. And then Marcus? I'm just. I'm gonna sit on a seven point five. Oh, less exciting, yeah. What's the less exciting one? Boo you whore! Boo you whore! Work out the trackpad, man. Work it out. I don't even get a sound effect. So, <laughs> Frank, <sighs> I think Tom and I give you a sound effect. <laughs> just no, I don't no, know. No, no, Thanks for that, Marcus. You can go shave your back now. <laughs> yeah, it's quite. <laughs> if we wanted to, I could just add one in because I have one. Yeah. Go on. No, no, later. Oh, my God. Frank, what's your score? Me? (laughs) I was going to say 11, but I can't, I can't. It's a 10 for sure. Yeah. Why did you just do the Yahoo? (laughs) (laughs) Because Frank runs the show. Tom, if you haven't worked this out by now, this is Frank's show. Is that why it's always a clusterfuck? He's in control. That... He's the puppet master. Okay. You are a puppet boy. He's wearing a blindfold right now. I just want all the <laughs> listeners to know. <laughs> Great. He still got it. I still got it. They call me Radio Man. When I was a child, I watched this movie over and over with my mother and my sister. When I went to boarding school, let me finish. I would. <laughs> I go, was not going to let you start. Let me finish. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything. There about was uh, the boys' boarding house, the girls' boarding house, and any given day, if you went over to the girls' boarding house, this was playing just yeah, in the but- common room. And I would half the time just sit down at any point and just watch it again. You're so, not allowed to be there. Uh, the the, you, you're in the common room. You're allowed, but you're not allowed upstairs in their rooms. 
That's what they. That's what they said to Thomas. Oh dear, sorry. I was you're the only one sorry. who wasn't allowed. <laughs> no boys allowed. No boys allowed. Except it for says- Ricky, Jeff, <laughs> and Bruce. <laughs> So we found out that Thomas was watching Mean Girls in the girls' dorm through his peephole oh. in the wall. It's getting sadder and weirder. <laughs> More sad and truth? weird than it was. No one will ever well, know. Well, no one knows. It's no one the knows. origin story of that laugh because he's hiding under a bed and he's trying to stifle it. <laughs> okay, so let's just quickly clarify. We're on the podcast, we're on the power, and we all love this film. Mm. Is that two in a row? Uh, no, is that is that no. two in the last couple of weeks? It's two in the last few weeks. I'd say that this one, Top Gun and uh, League of Their Own have been our biggest ones where it's like, yeah, there's not a huge fluctuation. I guess here. we're massive feminists. Yeah, I suppose Mean so. Girls and League of Their Own. Because of Top Gun? Yeah, Tom Cruise is essentially a woman. <laughs> where are you going? I'm trying, to like, I'm trying to tie it in. I'm willing to be. I think we should start the in entire episode again. Okay, sure. Actually? No, of course oh, not. Oh, come on! Marcus, you want to be devil's advocate here and say that you gave it a 7.5. Why do you hate women? I, yeah, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Why don't you just call yourself Tom Cruise? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. No, go on. Sorry, of course. I'm Frank sure. is trying to railroad this episode. I just feel it right now. It's, what do you it's mean so railroad? I gave I've never driven a train. And see, what the fuck, man? Where are you right now? You on a train. I would like to say that this film didn't quite reach the heights that I felt it could. Mm-hmm. What? I think immediately sorry. you're offended. I, <laughs> like, sorry. Immediately. Let me just let me just step back. I said I'll be devil's advocate here. We can't no one cares if we all love this film. I and mean, it's a great film. It's it's one of the most iconic quotable films ever made. One of. Mm-hmm. Um in terms of teen films, it's probably one of my favorite teen films. I'd say the ten things I had about you I preferred. Right? I even found that funnier at times. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's they're they're equitable or they're, they're of equal value. Those movies. I have a dick in my face, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> See, I would have I would have phrased it as uh, Mean Girls is for girls. What Super Bad is for guys, in a way, similar era, absolutely. And they were those sort of the two tent poles of the male and female. Yeah, Mean Girls uh, is two thousand four. Super Bad's two thousand seven. Correct, you know, okay. and it does have those similar sort of vibes to it, where it's like, yeah, the and then and then. Whether this was intentional, maybe there is, and there's a polarity that the, like the media presents with these sorts of movies. But then Bridesmaids comes out four years later, and it's like, oh, this is the Dirty Girls movie, you know. And then in the middle there, The Hangover comes mm-hmm. out, and it's always a bit of a pendulum swing. I think this one is more. I don't know a lot of women who love Superbad, and I really like that movie while also acknowledging there are parts of it that's like, eh, you know, same with Mean Girls. Bits I, of I it would that have aged great. There are more guys that like Mean Girls. Yes, yeah. than girls who like Superbad. That's yes. 100% true. Yeah, this yeah. movie really does kind of go almost the four quadrant. Like mm. you can watch this with young children as I was exposed to it as a young child. <laughs> Most of us probably were. Not I, the only thing. <laughs> yeah. Is it because I blame the women mother. in it are smoking hotties, whereas in Superbad the guys aren't? Nice to look. That at. is a that's a problem like a problematic thing because you go. This is a teen movie about girls who are discovering that looks aren't everything and popularity is not the most important thing in high school. But they all happen to be very good looking. Whereas Superbad is like a coming of age story say, where. But I mean, that's the point. What does Janice Ian call her? She's a certifiable hottie. She's a stone cold hottie. What does she call her when they go and sit on the oval for the first time? She calls her something hottie. Get back to me. Certifiable. Certifiable hottie. Certifiable. Yeah. 
And yeah. but yes, you're quite right that the fact that but it's also that double edged sword that it's like going, Christopher Mintz plays. Is it, not the most not a man. Is not a certified hottie. Let's go ahead and say neither really a Jonah Hill or mm. Michael Cera on their okay days. Like they're, they're okay guys though. <laughs> but like I think that – I feel bad now. I, <laughs> I think that the movie's doing the double-edged sword of going, but don't these girls suck, right, at the same time and going that is Janice it- Ian is the quote-unquote weird-looking girl who's not attractive and yet she's the fun one, which, of course, it's Lizzie Kaplan. She's gorgeous, you know, but it's the way that they downplay her in, in this movie. It's the makeup. Yeah, absolutely. They give, her, they give her emo makeup and you go, well, she's not hot because she has too much eyeliner yeah. on. It's like, do you know what I looked like in, in high school? Sure. What you looked this, like in high school? I looked like Lizzie Kaplan. I Really? And we were both very hot. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think a lot of this film <laughs> aged very well. Sure. There's oh. language in this film that is Regina George uh, refers to people uh, as the R word several times, like socially or Regina. You know, Regina George. What did I say? She, oh, she calls them Regina. Socially, the Regina. Yeah, no, she calls them a word that's obviously uh, something we all bandied around and threw around when we were younger a lot more, and now we go like, yeah, that kind of sucks, you know. Um, and not only that, there's a huge stigma on as much of this movie, similarly to A League of Their Own. Uh, does play with the tropes of attractive and unattractive girls and do it in a little bit of a, well, no, definitely a a bit of a a curt and not particularly sensitive way. Mm. It still has that touch to it where it's like, at the end of the day, who cares? Like it is trying to do that. Like, yes, Marla in A League of Their Own is the the frumpy girl that no one finds attractive. Yet she's gorgeous and she's part of the team. There's the scene at the end where Katie's like giving the crown out to the girls who are like maybe not thought of as typically attractive. But the movie's like, who who cares? This is what I mean. It didn't age well in that respect. But I I, I would. I think that gesture, that sentimentality is in the right place. I think so. If the wording's a little. Yeah, in in terms of the actual casting of the film, you've got people in wheelchairs, you've got. You've got people of short stature in this movie. You've got people yeah. who, in wheelchairs. You've got people. You've got people of a huge diversity. It's it's interesting because rewatching this, I'd forgotten some of those lines were in there, and you hear it now, and you're like, oh, and it kind of almost works for the film because you're like, yeah, I do, I do dislike your character, yeah, and but I do it even more so now because that is language that we no longer use. It's also yeah. exactly how teenagers spoke. In the 2000s, oh, yeah. and it's very oh, yeah. sharp. And by the way, as someone who, as a tutor, works with young kids all across the range, trust me, trust me, some of these young boys, especially, are not shy about using some of these words that we, outside <laughs> of 14 of and 15 year old ecosystems, we go, well, no one talks that way anymore. They do. They do, definitely. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty, pretty messed up. But the, um, yeah, I think the framing of how it tries to be, it's a film with a really nasty, outer sheen to it, a really like glossy, God, high school isn't this awful and isn't this jaded and cynical and rough. And then it's just got that gooey heart in the centre of it that it always manages to bring it back to, that people can. Somewhat. But I I think that's why Superbad excelled because it didn't really play on any of that. You still had your cliches, your stereotypes within a a teen film and they were represented without without being offensive in any way or really like. Superbad. Hold on. Superbad has its offensive qualities, 100%. Yeah, yeah. okay. It's about yeah. guys trying to get girls drunk so they can sleep with them. Okay, you really... <laughs> like, I retract my statement. And, and, and yet, and but, yet, I don't think that within the guise of what that film is... The intention jo- is not to be offensive. Yes. Yeah. Jonah Hill Neither is, for Mean Girls. Jonah Hill has come out and said, 
anyone who watches Superbad and acts that way is a douchebag. But if you watch that movie and don't laugh because there's like a little bit of recognition there, that's that's just the truth, right? You've, there's you've definitely- got to be you've got to be self aware. Like people, sure. yes. and like you said, Tom, you tutor high school students, and we all did back in the day, and you know we're still growing up. Act like douchebags all the time. Yeah. Just young guys, they want to go on a vagtastic voyage. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm watching. It's just part of the package. <laughs> Another quotable film. That's yeah, a like great, great quote. Great quote. Yes, and you get in this movie. You know, young girls who are. This movie is based on Queen Bees and Wannabes, which is a book by I want to say Margaret or Melissa Weissman. So it's it's Rosaline Weissman. Rosaline Weissman. I'm sorry, and it's basically a book that was made for mothers. It's like a, it's like a self-help, yeah, self-help book for kids going into high school. It was essentially. for mothers, for fathers, and for children to read and understand the the pitfalls of high school. Like it's a serious book, and Tina Fey basically took the premise of it as a self-help sort of instructive manual and went, "What if I told it from the teenager's perspective?" And but didn't what if she I, didn't she sign story? Didn't she pitch it? To I think it's Paramount, and she was like, "I'm gonna make a film based on this book," and she hadn't actually read it. That sounds is like that, something she would is do. That and, she was like, <laughs> that, and that if you asked her today, she might be like, "Yeah, I don't know, homework's for nerds." Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nerd. Tina Fey is the ultimate. Like, I don't read. Looks like a nerd, massive genius writer, but doesn't actually read. Incredibly stunning woman who whose entire bit comedically is, ah, oh, look at me, I'm ugly and weird, right? And you're like, you're Tina Fey, you're gorgeous. Like, what are you doing? No one buys this. Like, her whole thing at 30 Rock. Anyway. I so wish I, I could have rated this disagree. higher than I did. I wish I yeah. could have, but I, I came onto this late why, on the train. Why didn't you? Well, Chris, did you, is this a first watch for you? No, I've seen this multiple yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. I, I was... Is this your first watch? No, 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 no. Oh, I've okay. seen it multiple times, but I was really late on the train and by that point when the Mean Girls thing had swept over everyone else, I was like, oh, I better watch it then. So everyone's like, well, it's great. So I went in with high expectations and the hype. Okay. And knowing that it was, one, it was Tina Fey and two, it was off an SNL from an SNL writer, accomplished writer, I was like, wow, this is going to be funny as hell, right? And Tina, I, so yeah, I Tina went Fey in, was the head writer at SNL. Mm, and I went, I went in expecting an, a real SNL film and if you look at SNL films in the past. Like Hot Rod, Night at the Roxbury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all is... mostly suck, I take your point. No, <laughs> no I'm, ki- I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But like, <laughs> this, this was not Night at the Roxbury maybe is not great. This, this was a different note altogether. Sure. I think. Yeah, 100%. Wayne's World at all, like they're all yeah, very yeah. different movies to this. I um, think, yeah, sorry, Marcus. No, no, well, that's it. That's 100% why I couldn't rate it higher because I just don't think it, it didn't hit my funny bone quite the way everyone else did. I love the quotes. I think it's great. And I, I found myself chuckling at times. Yeah. I don't particularly like Lindsay Lohan. I think you could have cast almost anyone else. Yeah, you, you could have. You could have. And the hard thing with Lindsay, it's like now socially we feel like there's so much stigma and baggage around Lindsay Lohan. Mm. But this was before that. She had just not, not just come out of like her child. Oh, it's not even but that she's, for she's, me. No, but. But I, I don't think she's remarkable and I think no. she is the Keanu Reeves of, sorry, that's a great way of putting it for this movie. She yeah. is she's the straight man. I was going to say Kanuna is, right. but Kanuna is. She does know, but she, like she's the neutral. She's the neutral party. She's the neutral party. She comes sure. in. She plays the part as the, I guess, the neutral to both sides, which she, which is really hard to play because it's kind of boring. And like you say, you go, oh, I don't really care for it. It's like I know. Look, this might you're not be meant an to. Unpopular opinion. I almost would have preferred like an Emma Stone. Yeah, someone with a bit more. 
personality. Well, she carries Easy A's in the same vein of these sorts of movies. Sure. And she mm. weirdly takes that film, which normally the central figure in it kind of becomes a little more boring and like the the other people that are around her become all of them become I, more interesting. And Emma Stone is really charismatic in Easy A. I'll, dis- I'll disagree because you I think like Easy A, no, I love Easy A and I love Emma Stone in Easy A. I love it's that the best thing she's ever done. But wow. It's the best thing she's ever done. Take the favourite, mm. but go on. Mm. But that movie is meant to be, here's my protagonist and look how charismatic and awesome they are. Mean Girls is not meant to be that. I th- oh, she's meant to be moulded. Yeah, and it's a team film. It's a it's an ensemble film. That's sure. what it's meant yeah. to be. Imagine a teenager that's never been a teenager before and is thrown into a pool of teenagers. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't okay. mind it. I don't mind it at all. And I don't think, like, I'm sure there are better people that you could cast, but I don't mind Lindsay Lohan. Mm. In this. For the era, it's tricky to it's tricky to throw your mind back to that time and go, I guess also we had Mandy Moore, who was sort of a similar vibe of like pop star, young starlet sort of in that era. But but she's too, no, but she's too pretty. Sure. I think that, that wouldn't have worked. Lindsay. I think Lindsay is a good balance of exactly what they're after. So I now I feel I'm defending her, but no, no, no. I think it would have been. I think it would have been great if it was an unknown. She does exactly. Yeah, what, that's kind that's, of what it. What's yeah. what it feels like. But I think this is because the plastics as a trio are so good. They're so effective. Lindsay Lohan so was originally cast as Regina George, and the really and what happened yeah. is Rachel McAdams came along, and they're like, <laughs> "Well, this is the performance of a lifetime." By the way, here's where I go. Regina George, uh, Rachel McAdams for an Oscar. I'm not kidding. I would give her an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. I think Rachel McAdams is fucking phenomenal in this film. I think every scene she's in, she dominates. I couldn't agree more. She's so funny. She's so dynamic. Everything she does. When she first meets Katie, why don't I know you? Mm. What? Wait, shut up. Shut up. Wait, no, no, I know that. You know, she's just so funny. Oh, my God, your bracelet. I love it. That's the ugliest effing skirt I've ever seen. Like every okay, you're, you're really, single, you're I'm not going to stop. I'm, you're not really gonna stop. I'm, I'm stuck. I'm stuck in a loop. She is perfect in this film. I gave him everything. I was half a virgin when I met him. She doesn't stop. She's so phenomenal. She's 26 in this movie. But the fact yeah, that she pretty is, excellent. Everyone else is in their like late teens, early twenties. She's playing a very convincing seventeen. She nails it, but she's just, she's just gone off the hot chick, and then she goes from this into the notebook. Oh my god, she was like, the hot chick, I forgot straight, straight into the, yeah. the notebook from here. The yeah. hot chick was obviously they went oh, there, got it. There she is in the hot chick. Bang, get her in. And Lindsay Lohan, obviously, I think Lindsay Lohan decided to play Katie Heron. Once Rachel McAdams came along because Rob Schneider came along first and they're like, not quite what we're looking for. And then they, Rachel Rob McAdams. Rob Schneider is, <laughs> is the mean girl. A carrot. <laughs> is the stapler. <laughs> but you, you do can't see just quote that, South Park bits. That's not funny. That's you, funny. You do see that age difference right at the end of the film where the young plastics turned up and they look seven Oh, it's like, yeah, I've been I, looking at 25-year-olds yeah. for two hours. And the weird thing is some of the people in this film are quite young relatively, but you're absolutely right. that Those younger plastic show up and you're like, <laughs> no, that's children, really. Yeah. But Lindsay Lohan I think is 17 in this movie. I believe she, Amanda, uh, Amanda Seyfried Amanda is Seyfried as well. Is also, who's, is, Amanda Seyfried's first, this is her first film role. She's a secret weapon in this movie. Mm. She's, they, you look at the... Uh, billing for the film and it's like Lindsay Lohan, Tina Fey, Rachel McAdams, Tim Meadows, uh, Lacey Chabert, who's um, uh, uh, fuck Toaster Strudel. Wild Thornberries. Uh, no, but what's her name? Oh, Lacey sorry. Chabert's character in this. Gretchen Wieners. Gretchen Wieners. But you go sorry. through and then it's just Amanda Seyfried 
put in with other actors. Mm. Like she's just lumped in with the mm. building. And then you watch the movie and remember she doesn't have that many lines. Just every single exchange she has is hysterically funny. That's right. I'm a mouse. Duh. <laughs> She's she um she's not a mean girl either. I don't. No, find that's it, true. She's oh, not. She the, no, at all. The meanest she's just dumb thing, and hot. The meanest yeah, thing but, she does is on the three-way phone call where she goes, "Oh my god, she is so annoying." Yeah. Who is? Who's this? Who is this? Gretchen. Right. One second. Beep. But oh, I've yeah, done that with Frank before so too. I'm not a mean girl. We like, do that constantly. <laughs> it helps. You're not a mean girl. You guys this is never call me. What are you Marcus, about? about your mean girl <laughs> behavior? My breasts can tell when it's raining. Nobody's my first cousin. Like so many of the things she gets to do in this movie, she owns. And it's so funny because you look at her career and it's like she's gone on to play Elizabeth Holmes. Like she's in Les Mis. She's in Mank. She's good in that. She got nominated for an Oscar for Mank a couple of years ago and she's fucking incredible in it. She's sure, really, that really black and white good. film that everyone With cares Gary about. Oldman. It's a good movie. It, uh, I know. Yeah. It, it was the pandemic. Gary's era. getting too old, man. He is. I'm kidding. Well. No, he's exceptional. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, did, I felt bad even saying it. <laughs> But like she, that's one of her. That's her first film role, and she goes like she's strength to strength. Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia. Should we talk about it? She's great, Mamma Mia. She's yeah. very, very sexy. How bad in that, that film is? Don't. She's great. She is. That's the whole. There's a scene in that movie where she's crawling towards him on the beach. It is one of the Lay sexiest things. Oh, your love on me. Um, she's oh. also in Big Love. She shows up in a lot of things and does a great job. Rachel McAdams goes from strength to strength after this movie. Mm. Lacey Chabert becomes, who's Gretchen Wiener, becomes a bit of a like a lifetime movie person, like Hallmark movies. And well, also a lot, say, of, what a, lot of, a lot of voice besides, acting. Besides voice Wild acting. Thornberries, she's Eliza in the Wild Thornberries. She has 168 that, credits. Oh, like yeah. she has a lot of credits. She, she's doing fine, but she's, she's in a, movies sure. people don't really see. But she's great. And um, Lindsay Lohan, of all people, is the one that we're like, this might have been the beginning of the end. What yeah. comes after this for Lindsay? Really? Oh, TMZ. Just <laughs> <laughs> the <Constantly>. musical. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. That's, that's a News fair call. reports and TMZ. That TMZ guy from Nope is on there. He's <laughs> like, I heard Lindsay Lohan was nearby, but I wanted to check this out. Oh, yeah. dear. Um, um, I've got a hot take too. That, yeah. uh, and you may have already come across this or thought this, but uh, Janice is the real villain of this film. There's a degree to which when she goes at the end and gives her massive speech about, I don't know why I did it, I must have a big lesbian crush on you, and you're like, that's a really cathartic moment for her Mm. to get to really, like, stick it to Regina after Mm. all the things she's been through. Mm. But you do go, it does seem like you're obsessed with her and your whole goal of bringing her down is... It's a bit very hypocritical. my My only question is what happened... Prior to the film. Some people would probably say, well, maybe Janice does love No, because she's, she's, well, Leb- she's Lebanese. She's not a lesbian. That's explained <laughs> at the end. <laughs> <laughs> See, Frank will keep that in. You <laughs> fuck. That's canon. That just reminds me of the vine of. That is, that's no, that can no, because Kevin. Yeah, I I know exactly what you're saying, but it's that vine of the kid where his his friend goes, "Hey, did you know I'm a lesbian?" And the kid goes, "I thought you were American." (laughs) Like, okay, man, fine. It's not the same thing. It's pretty similar, but anyway, it's fine. Wait, so I can't make one joke? I think it's a great. It was funny. It was a good. It was considering all of ours have been cut. Yeah, this episode is two minutes long. It's like, nah, racist, bad, sexist, no good. If you're hearing this, we've been at this for hours. None of our stuff. The only way I can put it is that you butted my muffin just now. 
and I didn't even know that I wanted my muffin buttered. But thank you so much. Do you much. want to have sex with him? No, uh, thank, no you. thank you. So you can go shave your back now. So, <laughs> do you know who, who else is great in this? Tina uh, my, my NVP. Your NVP? Oh. NVP. M- 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 Leslie Nope. Yeah, Amy. <laughs> Amy Poehler is very funny in this movie. Oh she's my such gosh. a good mum. I think she's no, no, no. I mean that. Does she have kids? I think in this film she's actually depicted as a good mum. At first watch, you're just yeah. like you're fucking mental, and then no, she's just super supportive. She keep, backs it. Keep going. <laughs> Please. She I knows don't. all the dance moves. I she's, s- does anyone want a snack or a drink? She's going to film. Yeah, she's going to give you condoms. Is there, you want it. Is there alcohol gonna... in these? Oh, no, honey. What kind of mother what do you think, think I, I am? am? Do you want some? Because I'd rather you have it. <laughs> I'd rather you do it in the house. <laughs> As that if you is, haven't heard that exact sentence from your my own mother. Mom. Yeah. That's my mother. I love you, mom. That's true. That's it's like if I, was, if I was raising a um, preteen, they were going to a party, I'd give them a four pack of you know light cruises or whatever it might be. Come on. Okay. I'm not that cool. Sorry. Um, but like giving them a, a small allowance to drink is better than letting them get hammered. Exactly. That's what my parents didn't One do. I don't even care about it. That's what uh, Ben Affleck's parents did and look how he turned out. So, Mate, have you seen he's his Batman. shoulders? He's Batman. We are. Uh, I thought you guys go, he's Batman, and I go, look at his shoulders. So what- <laughs> <laughs> Different priorities. Different priorities. That's cool. You mentioned your MVP is yes. Amy Poehler. I love that we're Why? getting into this now. No, uh, it's a great mum, but what else? But you just you just outlined it for me, Marcus. Oh, great. Yeah. Incredible. She's, she's, she's in, what, four scenes? And I'm just yeah. like, you're having a great time. You're, 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 helping, you're helping your friend out. 100%. But you are bringing everything to what is a little part. It's it's magic. It's my first. It's a very. Oh, sorry. No, you go for it. It's a very SNL, not heavy cast, but like you've got Anna Geister. Tim Meadows and Amy Poehler just just jumping in, just just mm. like here's here's a little tidbit. I'm going to help you out and just have a fun time for you know four days on set or whatever it is. Yeah. It's and Jack so Black nice is to the see. Bus I think Jack Black is a he flies something. He, he? Yeah, into the Regina George. He plays He's in the, the in a prom <laughs> band. Oh man, I told you to not hit the girl. Get out the room, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've already said Rachel McAdams is mine. Uh, she's fantastic. I really, I laugh at everything she does and says. What do you think, Marcus? I'd love to say Dr. Yanni Tor, but because he's and he's a good dad. Too. You mean Neil Flynn? Neil Flynn, Neil Neil Flynn, Flynn, Flynn is great. Dad. Dad. It's my, my it's not him. Only <laughs> issue with this movie is for people who love and know Scrubs, and Neil Flynn is the janitor. They underuse him. They underuse him and he's such an improv-heavy actor. Yeah. And it's clear that the movie kind of was like, eh, like these are the lines you have. Like yes. maybe he had a couple of like physical moments, even maybe just like, you let her go out? Yeah. She's grounded. Are they not allowed out when they're grounded? <laughs> like that feels like it might have been a Neil Flynn line, but yeah. most of the rest of the time he's just an affable the guy grade. who's there, yeah, yeah. which is a bit of a shame. Um, it's a shame that he uh, got cast in a movie and did his lines and did the work and that's that's a shame. Ah. I hope he still got paid. Ah. Yeah. I think if I was to pick an MVP, if mm. it wasn't Amanda, I think it would almost be her. Um, it's oh, I've forgotten his name though. That's so bad. Damien. Damien. Tim Meadows. Oh, I think he's great. Oh Daniel Franzese. Yeah. Daniel Franzese. He's very fun. Um, he is incredible. And this was, am I not mistaken, in his first film? 
it's early days and he hasn't done a lot since. Which is a shame because I think... He doesn't need to. He came to the forefront recently talking. I only bring this up because it's the most recent thing I saw about him, but he did talk about like if a movie like The Whale was getting made, he would have loved to have gotten that call because he's like, I'm a bigger guy. I'm a guy who could use a comeback story. Sure. Would love to have been in that, but whatever. I guess Brendan Fraser gets it, that it role. And I'm like, like, yeah, I get that frustration, you know. Half the time it feels like he's not even present in the scene. He's just doing his thing. Oh. He's just hanging out on set. Yeah. He knows his line comes in at some point. He just like turns around to camera and says his line and just has a good time and goes back to fucking whatever he's doing. He's got two of the funniest physical interactions in the movie, which will only track on this audio medium because I assume people know the movie that well, which is one is when mm. they tell Katie that she's been nominated for Spring Fling Queen. And she's mm. like, that wasn't the plan. I wasn't meant to go in there. And he's like, I didn't put you in there. And she's like, you mean I'm nominated? And she looks off in the distance and then he looks back at Janice and does the like, and smiles and looks up, like <laughs> imitating her, which is so funny. And then when they're having the meeting with all the girls and Janice does the like eyes or she does the like up yours at Katie and then he's got the hoodie on and he takes his glasses off and just stares at her for a second <laughs> and then puts it back on. Like, he's so funny. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my favourite line from him is not even a line but they're going around the cafeteria talking about I think Katie is now sitting with the hot chicks or whatever they're called, the plastics, and they go around, you want to sit with those art freaks? And they pan to Janice and him, and he's got the ham on his face. Yeah, and, and he goes, rah, rah, rah. He actually <laughs> says something, like I'm Babe Ruth or something. Like I had the subtitles on and it's like, oh, oh it's he's, line. he says something there. I but thought it was, bah, bah, boo. no, the subtitles got that wrong. Yeah, Did they? It's noise. Because if you think about it, I'm Babe Ruth and like Babe, because he's got like ham all over him. Oh. That would be a funny thing. Because for you are such a baseball fan. <laughs> <laughs> ah, this is the new It's all coming together. <laughs> I love baseball. That's funny. Okay, can I, my MVP? Yeah, please. And it's going to be a little on the nose, but it's Tina Fey. Why? Okay. She doesn't no, even no, go here. She's a great Look, choice. She doesn't even <laughs> go I think it's a great choice, but what, what, because of, like, what go? Shoot. Tell me. Because she wrote it. Right. No, okay. Tell but me more about the character. That. Tell she, me about her character. She, okay, but no, like, it can be both, right? She wrote the fucking movie. Be very Excuse impressive. Me. She sorry. She wrote the entire movie. <laughs> Frank's Frank's. I'm like I just had a sense in myself. always like, come on, guys, we don't need to swear as much. <laughs> this is a passionate moment from Francis. Like, yeah, was, my nephew listens to these. Shout I'm out to sorry. Ben. Shout out to Ben. Hey, Ben, sorry about the language. I believe she Tina plays- Tina Fey wrote this entire film. Yes. What a genius. And she plays Mrs. Norbury. Is that the character's name? I think it's Mrs. Norbury or something like that. You should tell us you what it, it is. Ms. 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 That's true. I got divorced. It is Ms. Norbury. My Ms. carpal tunnel came back. Yeah, I win. <laughs> <laughs> Which is because Tim Meadows, Tim Meadows broke his hand before filming and they went, oh, we'll I write it in. That. Yeah, classic. Wow. I mean, Tim, Tim Meadows is my second for MVP. What's He's so good. great. What about Tina Fey's performance do you think really nails it? It's just dry and it also adds to the texture and the environment of where we are. She's a teacher and she's awkward as hell. She walks into that one scene at Bed Bath and Beyond or whatever wherever Janice works. She's got the vest full of buttons and they're just she's just ridiculous. Mm. And she's working her second job as a bartender because getting a getting a teacher salary is woeful, which is no, it's sad. But it's 
quite she, a commentary back in even the mid 2000s. I know. Be throwing that she's in political. She's sassy. I love it. She is. But it's like she just she just adds something. She's always she just like it's that dry wit, which is her comedy. But she's gone. Okay, I've got this whole film happening. How do I insert something? And she goes, "Oh, well, it'll be me, I guess." There's this bleak optimism about her as well, because like no matter what happens to her, she's still really. Yeah, I would say the exact opposite. I say she's just pairs them, is there? I think she. Mad- really? I, I, no, I see what Marcus means because the the scene at the end where or the scene at the end where they're having the confrontation with all the girls and they're having basically like a group hug meeting sort of thing and trying to sort things out mm-hmm. dialectically. I think she's there going, I mean, this is frustrating and I know that who cares what I say, but maybe I can help with this. Maybe yeah. I've got something and, you know, she she tries to take it and especially when she's talking to Katie and it's like, do you have anything to confess to? I'm really disappointed in you, mm. Katie. Like yep. that's a moment where she expected more from her and didn't get it. So she still has that hope, you know. <laughs> it's a more optimistic Eeyore, do you know what I mean? Like she, no matter what, like oh. she has coffee spilt on her and she's like, oh. no, that's, that's actually really nice. That's okay. really nice. Oh, Tina she's like, Eeyore. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, do you know I, mean? yeah. I don't know she's what you've just done down. to me. <laughs> <laughs> but like get off my I, I appreciate her role for that because – she gets. She's got a divorce going on. She's just had a coffee spilt on her. It's like Kevin Costner in Waterworld. Yeah, she's, she's really struggling. That's it. She tries to drown a kid. She tried to <laughs> kill Tim Meadows with a oar. <laughs> but that's it. It's like no. I think you're right about not about the optimism, but I feel like the 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 happy. What did you say? The Eeyore. She's like a, a more optimistic Eeyore. Is yeah. What I said. She yeah. expects things to go wrong, she's but trying, hopes they won't. She's trying yeah. her best to keep her head above yeah. water. Yeah. But also still managing to lift others in the process. She's had yeah. like a shit time herself. The mathletes, like, they're all coming together. Yeah. And her um, at the end of the movie when she's forgiven Katie and says like, come on, go to prom. She's like, I'm grounded. You're already out, which is such a great like line. a non-endorsement but a great line from a teacher who's like, this is a fact. You are out right now. I'm not saying you should stay out, mm. but you are indeed out. Everyone already. loves the cool it's teacher neutral. too. Like Everyone she is loves the cool she teacher. is the cool teacher. The You're cool math right. teacher, sure. But <laughs> she also wrote the, the rap for Kevin Nepal and he was like, really? <laughs> yeah. But you silent when I'm in your door. <laughs> Do you know the whole thing? I don't. As I was listening to it last night, I was like, I should learn this, but I don't remember I'm it. so glad you Next time you see her, you know it's me because she'll be screaming, oh, Kevin. Jeez. That's enough, Kevin. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> so, he's so friendly. He's so funny. He's maybe the secret MVP as well. Oh, really, really fantastic he? performance. Can I get yeah, what's his name, that actor? Uh, Rajivson Surendra. Rajivson Surendra, along with even some of the characters who end up in montages in this film. I don't know how big a fan you guys are of Ariana Grande. Um, I quite like Ariana. I've been listening to her music a lot. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm just shocked that you mentioned she her. has a she. There's a reason for this. I promise. Okay. She has a song that came out back in 2018 called "Thank You Next," which I think is one of the best oh, pop yeah. songs of the last decade. And the music video is modelled on Mean Girls. It's modelled on uh, Legally Blonde. It's modelled on like just uh, the Wedding Planner. Like a lot of rom coms. And she gets the opening montages, people being like, I heard Ariana Grande and they're doing the, like, I heard Regina George and she gets some of the cast members from Mean Girls to come back and do the bits. (laughs) And the second you see them, you're like, I know that person and I'll know them till I die. Like, and I don't know their (laughs) name, but that's the girl who said, one time she punched me in the face. It It was was awesome. awesome. (laughs) Like, that girl is in it. She gets Aaron Samuels in the music video. Like, it's 
incredible. And you it's mean Jonathan Bennett. Jonathan Bennett, who was in an episode of Law and Order SVU where he sleeps with his stepmom. I remember that. And it's wow. a really, that's a deep cut. But wow, it seems no one forgets. No. Uh, no. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a, a really, really, the, the movie lives in you. It, there's some degree to which. Are you I, about to make a Lion King reference? The movie lives in you? What? Or is that a Lion King 2? That's a nice segue because we're going to have to touch on as well. Yeah. Because the movie lives on in pop culture, is that we're going to say? It lives like, on in pop culture is, and in It's us. larger than the sum of its parts. It's it's like trying to – Kath asked me the other day, like, what are you going to – Who's Kath? Kath is my, my – Decaf. Lady. You said Kath. <laughs> my Kath. Decaffeinated. My lady friend. Um, she <laughs> asked me, what are you going to say about Mean Girls? And I was like, I don't know. What would I say about trees or like chocolate? I don't like it all the time, but it's there and I'm glad it's there. Hold it's up. Too- uh, give me two seconds. Yeah. You, don't you don't like don't, trees? You don't like trees? Or you don't like chocolate? It's not that I don't always want a tree, right? I don't always I want chocolate. Tree trees. You know what? Not today, motherfucker. Yeah. Trees yeah. save our fucking <laughs> oxygen. It's a, so it's, does mean girls. I give this tree a two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this chocolate is bitter, he says. Wow. Way to be a terrible... I'm- Talker. Tom's <laughs> trying to climb chocolate and eat trees. That's the problem. <laughs> He's, He's just, just never right. understood. <laughs> what is happening? I just think this movie is an undeniable fact. You know, it is just an, an artifact of me, of you guys as well, clearly. And I didn't know this, by the way, coming in. I genuinely thought this could go any way that I'd come in and you guys would be like, oh, first time I watched it, it was okay. First time I watched it, I thought it was really funny. Clearly we all just... We exist around this film. It's, it's, we, it's in the zeitgeist. We sort of orbit it, right? It's just there and we're always – and when I watched it the other day, I knew every line and I was just like, I'm so – Every, yeah. Every line. Thomas, on, you know Thomas. it's not required of you to make a speech. Should we quickly just I'm quickly – I'm going to Should one. we quickly talk about – because we love this film so much, but do we love Mark Waters who directed this film? I don't know. Is there anything in the pantry Doesn't about Mark Waters? What do you mean find pantry? Out if there's anything what in- do you mean? in a pantry with a mic. The Butler's Pantry. Oh! Second time with that sound. I guess we're sticking with that. Uh, Mark Waters has made other movies. One of them is Head Over Heels with uh, Freddie Prince Jr., a movie that I watched an inexplicable amount of times when I was younger. Uh, it's a very strange movie about an undercover cop, I think. Uh, it's very, very weird. And then the movie he made just before this was Freaky Friday. Yes, with Lindsay and and Jamie Lee. I knew there was Oscar winning Jamie Lee. Uh, Oscar winner Jamie Lee Curtis. And that's obviously tied into, you know, Lindsay and him having that sort of dynamic and coming in with Tina. But he obviously had a bit of a niche with what was considered to be light and fluffy stuff. Freaky Friday itself has had a huge legacy. Like it's a movie that people go at the time, eh, what was that? And now it's like, you know, it's kind of a classic. It's a great time. It's, I would not say it's the pillar that Mean Girls <laughs> is, but it's certainly got a very strong. It's, it's, the, it's my second favourite body swap movie of all time. Sh- what? <laughs> the Hot Chick. Oh, oh. No, oh. face off! Uh, <laughs> no, no. I don't care for face off. I want to watch you. face off with Rob Schneider what? and Adam Sandler. <laughs> That's the movie they I need in my they life. <laughs> oh my! They can be fun. God. They can be fun. Ready, met to an English buddy. No, what? Hey! Do <laughs> my face back! <laughs> No, keep going. going. It's good. It's fun. That's, that's, all, all, that's all we got. For do you know what? Let 
can we go around and no, we're talking about Mark Waters. We didn't go oh, we are. We're going to talk. So about Mark him Waters still. did. We're talking about this guy. We don't know. He did Head Over Heels. Apparently, Head Free Friday, Heels Mean for- Girls. Then just like Heaven with Drew Barrymore. Yeah, it's a bit of a like. And then blah blah blah, nothing, nothing, nothing. Ghost of Girlfriends Past. Mr. Peppers, Mr. Popper's, Mr. Popper's Penguins. Penguins. It's a very big downswing. He's- oh, is that the one that ties into the Peppy in Paris with the? Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> Harris goes to Paris. Yeah. The yeah. third in the trilogy from Seaspot Run. Which was a which it- was a prequel to Debbie Does Dallas. And me- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was and- meant to tie in Chris, but he just couldn't figure it he out. Couldn't work uh, it out. So it is made of sandalwood. Madame Zenguin gets a penguin was right there, but apparently. <laughs> Too sophisticated. But anyway, um, he obviously didn't have much of a career outside of just this strong showing. But I guess I just want to say as well, if we're going to get on context very quickly, this was a sleeper hit, which is a term, I don't know. If you all mean our, Mean Girls? Mean Girls was, definitely. Um, which is not a term maybe all our listeners will be familiar with, but just the idea of like a pretty unheralded whatever movie, like it cost $17 million, I think, like that's its budget, comes in at about 130 140 Like it makes pretty good bank given it was just a movie about, like, teenagers. And, you know, with Lindsay, yes, but then you look at the rest of the cast, Tina Fey's an SNL alum, which is not always a guarantee of good box office returns or anything like that. At all. And it it comes in as a movie that by the end of the year was like that, despite not being one of the highest grossing films, though it was up there for, for its budget, is one of the most, like, legacy having movies, you know. I think it's the same year as Shrek 2. I think people fuck with this movie more than Shrek 2 today, you know. I think this movie has more of a... When you say fuck with... They enjoy it. They watch. They watch watch. it, yes. You could have just said watch. I apologise. Wow. Chris's nephew on the line. (laughs) And Chris's nephew, you're on the line. What are you going to say? Fuck with. (laughs) (laughs) Great. He's heard worse. It's okay. Very nice. It's okay. Do we want to go around and give our favourite quote of the film? Can you I, 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 already, I already said, bah, bah, poo. That's <laughs> your favourite quote? That's <laughs> it? Yep. I don't know why. Does that tickle you every time you hear no. it? No. I want my picture back. And I want my picture back. <laughs> I want my picture back. Wow, there are so many. You can't pick one. I just did. I picked two. You did. <laughs> you just didn't seem certain. No, I never am. What have okay. you got, Marcus? He found Mr. <laughs> Kanish. That's <laughs> oh, the wrong film. Wrong film. Uh, other than when uh, Kevin Kapoor slides in and goes, what's up? What's up? Um, it's pretty great. But no, uh, at the very start of the film, it's the... It's the <laughs> well, I don't even remember the context of why this happens. Here we go. No, just, just, okay. just give us the line. God created the Remington ball action <laughs> rifle <laughs> so that man could fight the dinosaurs. And homosexuals. <laughs> no, no, no. And the homosexuals. Homosexuals. That's, that's a very 30 rock joke. That feels <laughs> like <laughs> a cut to Kenneth Parcell's Full, past yeah. life. Full what? Tina Fey. I can't even remember why it happened. It's her going like, what, this is what you think of when kids are homeschooled. Oh, that that would be right. what they'd experience. Yeah. It's, a, <laughs> it's a great bit. It shows her skit instincts where she's oh. like, I've got this bit. doesn't fit with the rest of the narrative, but we're putting <laughs> it in. I, just, I think the joke in there somewhere. It's so somewhere. funny. Do you have she one, doesn't even go here. She doesn't even go here. He's great. Uh, you, uh, Glenn Coco. You go, Glenn Coco. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Glenn Coco. <laughs> That's good. I was none for Gretchen Wieners. And none for Gretchen Wieners. I was really <laughs> struggling, and then I remembered we have a bit we haven't even talked about. Don't have sex, because if you have sex, you'll get chlamydia <laughs> and die. All right, chlamydia. K. 
K-L. Everybody grab some rubber. Everybody grab some rubber. Starts misspelling. That guy is hysterically funny. And yet the weirdest thing the movie does is play the joke of him hooking up with one of the students, play it for laughs, two students, and then play it seriously. And I think it works. And it's so (laughs) no other movie Mm. or very few other movies get away with doing that and going like, were you laughing at this? It's kind of fucked up, isn't it? You're yeah. Like, yeah, it, it is. It is. Up. Yeah. It's really. So while we understandably fired him. Yeah. And he goes, <laughs> and that's it. A bit that's a dark laugh is when they're interviewing the class about Mrs. Norbury. Mm. And they're like, and, and Aaron Samuel's like, this is ridiculous. Why do we have to do this? He's like, well, when the accusations against the coach came very, very true. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, they did. They yeah, were. Wow. Very true. We take these very seriously. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy how that bit plays out, but I, I think it works. We haven't it talked works. about the fact that well, there's a lot of references to the animal kingdom versus yes, the teenagers. a great motif that they keep using and then they pay it off at the end when everyone does actually go wild and mm. Katie's like, now it was jungle time, but no one, it was real, mm. it was actually happening. The bus motif of the first time she goes to school and the bus almost hits her yeah. and they keep introducing it. It's hard to remember how edgy that was. I hate the word edgy, but it's true. Oh, as, it's, it's full on the edge. As mainstream comedy in the mid-2000s, a bus hitting children was like, whoa, also, in 2004. Yeah. But it's fucking funny. Not because to pick we, this apart, but she, there's no way she survived that, right? That came in at like uh, 80 she's in fine. a school zone. And nah, that's how Regina sh- George died. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, have we talked about, have you guys seen the musical of this? No, no but Jeff no. Richmond, who's Tina Fey's husband, does the music for it. I believe. Of the musical. Yes, because yes, he does the music the for 30 Rock and yes. all that sort of stuff. I'll put it in. He wrote the music for the musical, but I can imagine. I've not seen the musical because it hasn't come to Australia and I haven't flown to Broadway. Broadway. When you were over seeing that lighthouse in the Maine? The lighthouse? You... No, that's in Maine. I can see a lot of broad, <laughs> but I don't know the way. Shit, I don't know. There was something there. I lost it. There's something there. We'll come back There's to it. It's a good joke. There. It's a good joke. There's something there. Uh, the Mean Girls musical, I don't know, but I assume they would have a lot of animal choreography. Do Corey. You, don't you think? Well, I Co- think so. Sorry, Corey. I think they would need to. And it would be tired. Sure. Tight curry. Can I go? Can I go back to my favorite quote? Because the musical is going to be great. And oh, you've I actually think got one. You didn't answer that before. No, I know because you guys ripping. just you just kept no. You <laughs> went on without me. No, <laughs> we all sat here in silence. Well, you said two quotes. I've got a third one. Frank, okay. you can't sit with us. Okay, <laughs> you can't sit with us. <laughs> We recorded this last of the evening just in case anyone's wondering. We're all no, very tired. Thomas, no one knows nah, what that inside means. Inside baseball. Come we on. record these of a Monday. On Mondays, Tom wears purple. <laughs> oh. Very good. Very good yes, stuff. Please. Go on, Frank. What's your third? It's not my fault I have a heavy flow and a wide set <laughs> vagina. That's great. Yeah, That's I point. can't do this. Boo, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you whore. Yeah. yeah. Great quote, too. There's she sat next to me in uh, English. She asked how to spell orange. <laughs> That's not a great quote. No, it's, it's hilarious. She asked how That's to spell orange. Orange isn't that like. Why no? Go on. If it was, she asked how to spell pink. But she knows pink. They wear pink on Wednesdays. Exactly. 
Therefore, she shouldn't know how to spell it. You added a lot of phlegm to that exactly. exactly. <laughs> I hate it when he goes fight. But you know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Orange is at least mid-range tricky for someone who, for me, you know, I can barely spell. I think spell. you're outing yourself as someone who doesn't know how to spell orange. No, it's easy. I don't know how to spell orange. It's just it's a like, cry for it's help. It's an easy yeah. word. No. Yeah, it's so easy. Like, how do you guys spell it? You guys go first. <laughs> wow. We are... Uh, for a movie that we love, and I think this is always the risk in this because the the previous episodes is we butter about, a carb. Yeah, <laughs> also a great line. <laughs> great line. Sorry. Um, in the previous episodes, we've talked about uh, we we find reasons to go. Ah, oh, well, I see where you're coming from, but I have a different take on that, or I see this and that. And yes, this is un- one of the ones where if anyone's still listening, you'll have noticed we just fucking like this movie a lot and we have very... Is there anything it's trying to say that we think should should have been said better? Yeah, uh, yes. Oh, okay. No, I, I, I was never a fan of the... And again, criticise me all you want, but I didn't like the use of um, giving her the, the protein bars. Regina George, I mean. Yeah. You know how they like she purposely tries to fatten her up and mm-hmm. they use that concept as like, well, Regina's put on weight, therefore she's now ugly. Yes. And I thought that's not doesn't hit the notes for me. That's not really great. It works within it's the, the context. It, yes. It works within the context of the plastics being who they are. Of and course. so obsessed with their image. But I agree with you. And it's it's something I, I think that mentioned was earlier that probably not thought out as well as it should have been. Well, it's it's one of the things that has aged. Poorly, yes. similar to with a word that we're not going to say, but they say socially mm. something. Mm. It's like, sure, it's not a great reason to dislike someone, but socially it might have landed. It's why in I in the day and the age. Yes, it's why I referenced Marla from a League of Their Own because it's like I find the way that character's treated and the way that characters who are are in larger bodies in these movies is accurate for the reflection of how these teenagers and how these people would have seen them while also being like, yeah, it sucks that that's the case. We've got to remember this is 2004, a show that we all have seen and I reference a lot because I'm like halfway through it with Kath right now is New Girl and every single flashback they do in New Girl is Schmidt fat in a fat suit and it's like the joke is so – I think there's been one or two times where I've laughed because the joke – has a bit beyond. Oh, he's fat now. He's fat. Like the joke it's, is, it's like it's Monica. Fa- it's like Monica being Monica fat in France, France, which it's, is ten years before that. Yes, and it's, and it's still yeah. here it's as a joke. Always considered. Yeah. It was always considered funny. They did it in How I Met Your Mother with Barney. You know, he'd put on weight, and yeah. it was a joke. And it was a thing where it really. I I think of all sort of aspects but of yeah. Sorry, Mark. Is it as funny as? We're making it out to be. I don't find it funny. No, no, no. no that's no, what no, I'm saying. saying. Yeah, no, saying everything we're saying, we're saying is like it's not funny. It's it's just because the joke is, huh, fat. And it's like, hey, do you have anything else? I know. Yeah, rules and out I the window. Think, like yeah. in yeah, 2023, I still don't find that as a joke. I just don't find any part of that funny. Here's the moment that's that always- registers with me in Mean Girl. Dis- mean Girls. <laughs> There's plural. <Sorry>. Despite <laughs> No, you should laugh. There's more than one. <laughs> <laughs> Despite the fact that the context for it or, or rather the, the, like the target of the joke or the tragedy is a bit whatever. But when Regina says, you know, because that was disgusting, like, you know, she's trying to get out of having to leave the table and then she says quietly, mm. my sweatpants are the only thing that fits me right now. Mm. And regardless of the substance of that confession, that's a vulnerable moment. Absolutely. And that always hits me. Her going like, can you guys give me a break? 
and they won't. And I that's really, one of the few most genuine moments it she hits has immediately because right? yeah. she's like, guys, okay, I want to for real. That's why Rachel why. McAdams should win the Oscar. She should win the Oscar or at least be nominated <laughs> for this movie. At least. She's incredible in this film. I love it so much. Uh, yeah, I think that there's a more recent film I really like that one day we might do because it's canonically maybe my favourite film of all time, which is Booksmart, which came out like uh, three years ago and it's by... Tom, yeah? you, don't, you don't have to get emotional. I'm going to. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've never heard of this. It's by Olivia Wilde. Um, it's Jonah Hill's sister. Yeah, yeah Jonah, uh, Beanie Fieldstein. Uh, yeah. And yeah, you know, she's, she's really good in it. Wait, and it's, her name? Seriously. Uh, yes, that's seriously her name. Okay. And uh, okay, it's, wow. it's a, <laughs> oh, sorry. Is that a fucking name? <laughs> God, it's a she bit. Can't sit with us. It's a. <laughs> it's a bit of an update of the tropes of high school movies that were established in the mid two thousands and and beyond. Which is like, what if there was a school that's meant to reflect the sort of clickless, more sort of fluid nature of the the social interactions we have now. What if it's a movie that's funny in its more modern ways and a little bit more accepting of people in different circumstances, a little more diverse and all this sort of stuff? It's still got weird humour in it. There's like people getting drugged and it being funny. But all, all of this is to say that I think that Mean Girls is an imperfect prototype of a movie that is just going to keep getting made and, for me, in Booksmart perfected. I love Mean Girls. It's still a 10 out of 11 for me, but I've seen better versions of it since. I don't know. What would – like genuine curiosity, would you guys super bad better or worse than Mean Girls? Worse. I think Superbad is slightly worse. Not much. Not Yeah, not slightly. drastically. I love Superbad. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. But I don't think the sentiment is as long-lasting. Sure. Like getting laid is funny, but it's not like the the whole picture of Mingos is just trying to be accepted and love yourself. It's a which more. I think is yeah, it's just a bit more. I don't I don't find the humor in super bad around the fact that they're trying to get laid and it's all that sort of no, stuff. No, no, no. Like of course, like and that's the dynamic between the boys, which sells that film. I agree. Yeah, and there is it's the good performances, it's good dialogue. Yes. Yeah. And, sorry, absolutely. Chris, how would you, how do you feel about that? I know. I would. I would agree. Superbad would be like not by not by much. Not by like a point. It, we mm. might talk but, about it in the future. Yeah. But I think this, nah, this one is nah. this one is in the cultural fabric. <laughs> it as is. You were saying yeah. Superbad it does lands. not quite make it into the tapestry the way oh. this one does. Like in, I in don't my think in quite. my brain, I agree with you, but not. It quite. makes it in the tapestry, but not yeah, not as much. Not I as, can like I said. can close my eyes and see the young Jonah Hill eating the drawings of penises <laughs> yes, from the lunchbox yes. <laughs> that lives in my brain rent free. I believe is a yes, phrase you love. That's Tom. the expression. That's the great scene. But right. yeah, Mean Girls has. Twenty of those, and a moment in that movie that again you could you could argue or quibble with like the dialogue or something. I'm talking about super bad now; it's happening. Uh, but when Jonah Hill tells Michael Cera that story, and he's like, "I don't know, man, <laughs> super gay," <laughs> like, and obviously we're like, "Oh, we don't use gay in that way anymore." But like, it's funny, and that's how people <laughs> used to speak. Um, I think that this movie is a a real testament to its time. I think we're very lucky to get to talk about it. I think it's been a really fun talk. It's been an it's been an honor, and I think Tina Fey should have won an Oscar. I I, uh, just on the yeah. on the fat topic, I have put on some weight. I have no. I as it was saying, I can see it for the metaphor underneath. 
and the metaphors change. Like when, when they do flashbacks with Jess, she has braces and they're making her as ugly as possible and then we flash forward back to the present and she's the beautiful Jess. It's change. It's, I, I, can, I can strip it away and just view it just like that. Yeah. Yes, it, it's still a bit mean. They did it with Monica. Schmidt used Schmidt. to be somebody, Jesse, like they used to be nerdy or fat or, you know, not cool. And now they've grown up and they are yeah. successful and cool or yeah. whatever. As someone yeah. that put on some weight in college, uh, grade 11 and 12, and then lost it again, I can sort of relate to it in that way. I'm like, yeah, it, it's a phase of your life. And that's what this movie is about. It's a particular mm-hmm. phase in your life. And at the end, we see them growing out of it. And that's that's cool. I, I agree definitely that there's a physical change and difference that's inherent to that. And then when it's treated like, well, like you say, as a phase, it's that thing of the shows like New Girl, like Friends, like what was the other example, How I Met Your Mother, where they go, but they're not in that anymore and all the better for it. And as much as there's a way that that could be done more sensitively and just engage with the way that people change, the target does always seem to be like, and they're not now, you know, and that's they've overcome that. Like it was a burden on them sort of thing. Mm. Now, I don't know, there's there's a whole issue in there and the way Marcus brings up like Regina putting on weight in this movie and that becoming something that she gets attacked for, that sucks. But at the same time, yeah, I find this movie deals with those issues much more progressively than sitcoms that have only come out in the last decade. I think unless you're going to cover it in a tasteful manner and you've got to be so careful to tiptoe that line, like it's much easier to portray change through uh, a personality change as opposed to a physicality, I think. Yes. It's a safer and how much time do you have to explore. In a film, how much time do you have to really explain that? It's like you don't. With with Regina, it, it comes back to the animal metaphor. She was the top of the food chain. She suddenly slips for a moment. And she starts getting eaten. That's yeah. true. It's the yeah. cut yeah. through yeah. nature. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's it. That's it. So is anyone throwing in the, um, as I said before, the proverbial? The proverbial bear. Um, and we all had a pretty high scores, so there's I'll, no. I'll bump up to an eight. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> okay. Why not? Nice. It is a great film. I can't deny that. I just, it didn't, I, I don't want to feel like I'm a, being a sheep by saying, oh, yeah, it's the best film ever. Because it, you gave it an eight, Marcus. I know it? it's a great film. I mean, that's only like half a point away from your favorite film ever. So. <laughs> <laughs> also valid. I'm never going to live that down. God, now I've got to think of more quotes. What else is in this movie that we haven't said yet? Uh, 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 what about when the when she, uh, they're acting like animals and then he grabs the baseball bat <laughs> in a high school? He grabs yeah. a bat. All senior girls to the auditorium immediately. 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 She doesn't even go here. <laughs> That wasn't a great ending, but um, doesn't matter. Uh, Throwing the Power is produced by Hair Power Productions, and my name is Fran. My name is Tom. My name is Marcus. And my name is Chris. I'm a slippery snake. Slippery snakes over here. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week, I guess.